Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. When a person understands the truth of how God has worked through history, their whole view on life is enriched with meaning, purpose, inspiration, and power. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of the Christian Crusaders in the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we are in 1 Samuel 9, and we're going to end up in 1 Samuel 13. And we talked yesterday about how the Israelites have entered this phase of monarchy now. Now they're going to be ruled by kings instead of led by judges. And Samuel was hesitant about that. God was not a huge fan of kings, but he told Samuel, give the people what they want. They've rejected me. And so we're going to just let this play out. So Samuel finds a guy named Saul. And Saul is going to be the first king of the people of Israel. And here's what it says about Saul in chapter 9, verse 2. There was not a a man among the people of Israel more handsome than he. From his shoulders upward, he was taller than any of the people. So here in Saul, you've got this attractive, handsome guy. And you're going to want to remember that because when we get to the next king, David, you're going to see a stark contrast. But here's a good-looking guy, and he is selected to be the next king. When Samuel approaches him about this, in verse 9, 21, Saul seems initially like a pretty good guy, like he's very humble about this. Saul, when Samuel tells him he's going to be the king in Israel, Saul answered him, am I not a Benjamite from the least of the tribes of Israel? And is not my clan the humblest of all the clans of the tribe of Benjamin? Why have you spoken to me in this way? So here we've got Saul seeming to be humble, seeming to be, you know, the all-American guy, if I could say it that way, you know, just this guy's going to be perfect. And he gets anointed. And then he becomes king. He is proclaimed as king. His first thing in chapter 11 is to defeat the Ammonites, a great enemy. He has great success against them. And he offers peace offerings in, in a way to honor the Lord. But over time, he starts to become proud. And then there's this battle that happens with the Philistines or is being set up with the Philistines in chapter 13. And Samuel or Saul wants to make sure that he's got the Lord on his side. And so he's going to, knows that he wants to offer a sacrifice, except Samuel's supposed to be the one offering the sacrifice. Saul is supposed to lead the men into battle. He's not the sacrifice guy. He's the lead them into battle guy. And he's waiting for Samuel to show up to make this sacrifice, but Samuel doesn't get there in Saul's time frame. And so Saul jumps the gun and makes this sacrifice himself. This is chapter 13, verse 11. Samuel said, what have you done? And Saul said, when I saw that the people were scattering from me and that you did not come within the days appointed and that the Philistines had mustered at Mishmash, then I said, now the Philistines will come down against me at Gilgal, and I have not sought the Lord's favor. So I forced myself and offered the burnt offering. And Samuel said to Saul, you have done foolishly. You have not kept the command of the Lord your God with which he commanded you. For then the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart, and the Lord has commanded him to be prince over his people because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. So Saul rises up, looks like he's going to be great. And then he makes this mistake. He doesn't obey God's command about the sacrifice and he is rejected. And I've got three quick things that this can teach us. First of all, do what God says. 
Just do what God says. This isn't the first leader of the people of Israel. Do you remember Moses back when it was time to get water from the rock the second time? He thought, oh, I'll just do this the way we did it the first time, except I'll tap the rock twice instead of once. And God didn't even say to tap the rock. God said, just speak to the rock and the water will come out. Just for that infraction, Moses took things into his own hands. He started to kind of pump up his own glory and fame in the process, and he was rejected. He, he was no longer fit to lead the people of Israel into the promised land. What a punishment and what a silly mistake for him. Just follow God's commands. They're very clear, and Saul gets caught in a similar trap. Second thing is that this proves that Saul's or Samuel's and God's concern about kings was credible. That these guys, they might start off strong, they might look good at the outset, but at the end of the day, they're going to be unfaithful. They're not going to, they're not going to adequately lead the people of Israel. And they were warning them about this, and those warnings are already coming true with the very first king. And then third, this sets a stage for a better king or better kings. Uh, it's interesting, at the end of that passage, verse 14, chapter 13, says the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. What we're going to find later on when we get to David is that David, King David, is described as a man after God's own heart. And so this sets up God to look for another king after his own heart. And we're also going to learn that not even David fully fulfills the role of a king of the leader of the people of Israel. As we said yesterday, there's going to have to be a completely different king from a completely different reality who is sacrificial, who doesn't rule an army or a kingdom of this earth, but represents a heavenly kingdom. He's going to live a perfect life, die a sinless death, and he's going to allow those of us who put our faith and trust in him to be folded into that kingdom here and now and in eternity forever. Lord, thank you for this narrative, which shows us that even the best laid plans, even the most impressive people are not capable of fully meeting your standard of fully living according to your will and your purposes. We should all be able to identify with guys like Saul in some way or another. Pray that you keep us from making a mess of things and hurting ourselves and misrepresenting you. And I pray that your grace, which is sufficient for all things, would sustain us and lead us as we move forward. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. The Daily Dose is a partnership between three ministries. The first partnering ministry is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services on various radio stations at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear other engaging interviews with Christians who have inspiring stories or insights to share right here on the CC Podcast. The second partnering ministry is Fresh Wind Worship, where typically they host a weekly worship service at 10.30 a.m. in the Diamond Event Center in Jorgensen Plaza at Western Home Communities. But for now, their services will be available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. The third partnering ministry is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose 2019 conference messages are available in video format on their website, cedarfallsbibleconference.com. 
And don't forget to mark your calendar for this year's conference, the 99th Annual, Saturday, July 25th through Saturday, August 1st. If this podcast is a blessing to you, please subscribe to it, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of the ministries mentioned above. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.